Good afternoon. And on behalf of the Manufacturer and Business Association and Money Radio WPSC, thank you for joining us for Business Today with the MBA. I'm your host, Karen Torres, Executive Editor of the MBA Business Magazine. And I'd like to welcome a special guest to the studio, Jenny Haggerty, Executive Director of the Mercy Center for Women. Welcome, Jenny. We're so glad you could join us. Thank you, Karen. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Well, the MBA has a great relationship with nonprofit organizations in the area, and the Mercy Center for Women is a prime example. We're happy to have you here to talk about the important role of nonprofits within our region, the empowerment they provide, and how that benefits our community as a whole, including the business community. But before we get into those topics, we'd like to familiarize our listeners with your background. So could you share a little bit about your leadership journey and how you came to be Executive Director of the Mercy Center for Women? I would be happy to. So throughout my career, I have worked in various settings. I started out at Hammett Medical Center uh, working for a variety of physician practices. I moved forward to the Catholic elementary school system where I was raising money so students and their families could afford a Catholic education, which is very needed in this community. And I had the opportunity four years ago to be interviewed by the Sisters of Mercy for the position of Executive Director at Mercy Center. So my journey has been vast, but I'd like to say that I finally found my home where I hope and and believe I will retire from. And that's wonderful. We're glad you're there. Thank you. The Mercy Center does have a unique history as a sponsored ministry of the Sisters of Mercy. So if you could tell us a little more about the history from that first knock on the door. Absolutely. So first and foremost, uh, you are correct. The Mercy Center for Women is a sponsored ministry of the Sisters of Mercy. And our journey actually began back in 1986 in a lower west side home where the Sisters of Mercy were able to house women and children. At that particular time, you did not need to be someone who was recovering from addiction or domestic violence or homelessness. That home was open and available to any woman or any child that was in need. The sisters then saw the true need in the community to continue on, and they then spread out to a program called the Grassroots Program a few years following that. And again, the need of the community, the need to house women, the need to provide women with the opportunity to achieve permanent housing, self-sufficiency, a GED, to provide for their families. We needed to do more. So in 1994, the former convent here at 1039 East 27th Street, it was the convent of the Sisters of St. Joseph, was ready to be sold. And the Sisters of Mercy purchased the convent in 1994. And we have been serving women and children ever since. So the Sisters of Mercy truly are the foundation of the work that we do here in serving women and children fleeing domestic violence, homelessness, and addiction. And Jenny, you mentioned you've been at the Mercy Center for four, and it's actually more than four years, about four and a half years. Tell us about the services it provides today and the empowerment it is giving so many women, many with children, who have faced homelessness and are recovering from addiction or abuse. 
Absolutely. I have been here over four and a half years. I, I failed to point out if I didn't share with you that Roar on the Shore was my big activity here when I first started my journey, <laughs> which was extremely exciting. So I, I really need to to thank um, the MANP for that opportunity. Because you know what it did is it allowed our women and children the opportunity to interface with the community, to be able to be downtown, be on a stage, feel that strength and that excitement as a team. So empowering women, empowering their children, providing them the opportunities for growth, hiring case managers that are willing to put in a longer day than eight hours to make sure that their clients are completely confident, whether it's they're going off to a new job or they're going to a parenting class or the need for them to keep up on their programs in self-sufficiency and financial literacy and parenting. These are all integral parts of developing a client and through the Mercy mission, developing that client through body, mind and spirit. And Jenny, when we look at this past year, it's been a trying year for many businesses and nonprofit organizations due to the COVID pandemic, but you really saw the community come together to help support your mission through your 2020 Vision Capital Campaign, which you've exceeded in terms of your goal. Tell us about the outpouring of support and exciting developments underway as a part of the campaign and as a former Holy Rosary School. Yes, most definitely. So we did not, nobody expected this pandemic, but here we are, right? Um, and we're working through it, empowering through it. The community, first and foremost, supported the Mercy Center clients. The generosity during a pandemic was amazing. And again, I, I must point out, there were people that were bringing in meals and there were individuals that were stopping by with hygiene products and um, additional monetary gifts to make sure that the lights stayed on because we don't know what we're facing with the pandemic and essential working for the case managers and our house managers that are here at the Mercy Center. So I have to thank the community for taking the lead on that and for promoting that. I'd also like to mention what the community likes to see is collaborative efforts and agencies that came together during a difficult time to impact lives was a blessing. We as agencies, and there's many social service agencies, came together to make sure the need of homelessness was met. And we did that more during the pandemic than we'd ever done before. And it's continued to move us forward in a positive direction. From a capital campaign component, I can share with you, you don't know what you're going to get because you continue with your campaign or do a halt on your campaign because now we're in a pandemic. How are people going to utilize their resources, not only for their families, but in other nonprofits that they want to support? The capital campaign did exceed the goal, and we're excited about that because there's still more work that needs to be done in a former Catholic school building. We have a basement that we are collaborating with other agencies to bring their needs into our home and to have our clients and children be able to walk a few steps out the door and get those services that are much needed. It's going to be a 13 two-bedroom apartment. All those bedrooms are going to be completely furnished with a kitchen, a full bath, 
a living room and two bedrooms. We will have a food pantry in the building. We will have our Dress for Success program in that building. We are collaborating with Safe Harbor along with St. Vincent Hospital to provide healthcare services for us. We are working and partnering with EUMA, Sarah Reed. So the opportunities that are going to be available for our clients, not only just our clients, but, but for the community at large, will be transformational. And also to take a former building, that's what we're trying to do in Erie right now. All these unoccupied buildings, we're doing our part by taking a building and serving more women and children in, in need. And a lot of progress is being made because we stopped by yesterday and they're, the crews are working very hard and diligently to reach your deadline. Absolutely. I have the opportunity. I go over there every day and sometimes probably for the, the worker's perspective too many times. But it's such a great undertaking. And I guess also to be women in a community taking on this level of a project and knowing the amount of lives it's going to serve, knowing that it's going to double the capacity of our current program, and trying not to duplicate services that are completed by other agencies in this community, I think it's going to be a win-win for everybody. And Jenny, you, you are a strong advocate of empowerment and collaboration. I know you talked about the collaboration on this project and the importance of it in the nonprofit world. How important do you feel are nonprofit organizations within our region and how they benefit our community, including the business community? I feel they're very important. Honestly, the work of nonprofits, there's over 400 nonprofits in Erie County. I would not be doing my job if I didn't remind everyone that Erie Gives Day is on August 10th, and it allows those nonprofits to be recognized for the great work that they do in this community. But empowering and understanding social services is critical, especially in the business world. I see many ways where we can grow by adding social service advocates onto boards, larger boards that have a voice that can really share what poverty looks like in the community, what homelessness looks like, what domestic violence looks like. These are very important statistics because as a business, you may be working with an employee who was a product of domestic violence or they are recovering from addiction. And these are important tools for whether it's a business or for a nonprofit to really focus in on. And Jenny, how valuable is the support you get from the area businesses here and business leaders in our community? And why does getting involved matter? Getting involved matters because this is our town, this is our community. And although there is outstanding projects throughout the Erie community, social services is very important. And the community businesses have really advocated and have shown their support financially, not only to our current program, but to our capital campaign, because they understand the need to house homelessness. Business leaders were also very fortunate whether it's the mayor that takes the time out of his day to learn more about what Mercy Center for Women is doing, or the district attorney who wants to walk through the soon-to-be new housing program for the Mercy Center for Women. These individuals power through for us. Having great conversations with someone like Tina Mangine, who's in 
such a empowering role, really wrapping herself around what the Mercy Center does, but also nonprofits in general. It's, it's important. It's important. That communication is important. That support is important. And we need to remember our community should be served as a whole and that everybody has a voice. And we need to be mindful of letting those voices be heard. And Jenny, we know you have this huge project undertaking going on with the Holy Rosary School. What's next for Mercy Center as you look ahead? What's next is hoping to open those doors at that former Holy Rosary School building, which was once occupied by young minds searching for their next journey, just like women and children will be in June 2022, and partnering with many excellent nonprofits in our community, but business leaders, just like the Manufacturers Association, who takes the time out to support us and the work that we do in, in changing lives. And after that, I don't know. I guess we're going to have to see. But this project is 39,000 square feet, so my goal is getting those doors open and having a lot of happy faces in there and enjoying the future and what it brings. Thank you, Jenny. That was very helpful information. We're so glad you could join us. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I'm Karen Torres signing off for Business Today with the NBA. Have a great afternoon. <laughs>